0: Welcome to the Broken and Beautiful podcast, where we search to find beauty in the mundane. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Broken and Beautiful podcast. You have made it This far, we are on episode four now, and I don't know what to say. I've almost hit a 100 listeners, and that's absolutely insane. I never thought that it would go this far, but thank you guys for all tuning in. Um, It means a lot to me. So I know that quarantine was supposed to end in North Carolina um, on April 30th, But obviously it did not, and we've been extended to the eighth. So I'm still doing this, still sitting at home, still doing nothing, even though it is finals week for UNC. Um, so that's the reason why this is not gonna be a really long one. Um, so this week has been crazy for me. I ended up getting to move out of my dorm room in Chapel Hill and I didn't think I was going to be able to do that for a long time. And finally, I was able to do that. Um, Bittersweet. I didn't want to leave at all. I wasn't able to be there for very long because some of you guys who actually know me know that I live about five hours from UNC Chapel Hill where I go to school. So I ended up getting up at four in the morning. Yes, four in the morning, the ungodly hour that no one should be awake ever. And I Left the house with my family at 4.30 in the morning. We drove all the way to Chapel Hill and had my room like broken down and moved out by 11. And we left. It was crazy. We ate lunch in the car on the way back. We're here at the house by like 4, 4.30 again in the afternoon and had time to cook dinner and everything. So I was exhausted. And then a couple of days after that, or a day after that, actually, I had a final. And then the next day I had another final, and then I have a final on Monday. So planning this podcast barely happened. And I'm telling you, I'm so tired, but I did it. I'm here, but it's going to be a short one. So hang in there. So I was talking to one of my close friends this week. Um, and I don't, I don't know for the life of me how we got onto this, but we were talking about um, how as believers we should reject earthly expectations. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But I think that we're going to be talking about it in light of what does it look like to reject earthly expectations, but find your identity in Christ. And this is something that's super near and dear to my heart because I feel like I have definitely struggled with this my whole entire life. Um, I've never been super confident in myself or um, like my physical appearance or my personality and that kind of stuff. And I feel like that is something that the Lord has been teaching me a lot over the past few years, especially this year at college. Um, It's just given me an opportunity to restart almost and get a new idea of who I am um, in Christ and who I want to be in Christ. And that has a lot to do with, you know, self-confidence and that kind of stuff. Um, And that like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago with victory and things like that, that's one of the areas that I'm still looking for um, to see victory in. Um, So, Rejecting earthly expectations. The first thing I wrote down in my notes um, is kind of a definition of what I feel like comes to mind when I think of rejecting earthly expectations. And my notes say, being who God called you to be in a world that wants you to be something different. So I know that some of you know a little bit of my background with bullying um, in high school and being majorly severely bullied in high school. And this was really hard for me because I never felt like I was good enough for other people. And I wanted to be, um, and I know that that's, that's, that's what I'm telling you not to do. So, but for me, I want you guys to know, like, this is something that's directly affected me and it's not easy to deal with. Um, but I'm hoping that through this podcast, you guys will understand a little bit of why this is so important to me. Um, so I have, I don't know, about five, four or five verses, um, or passages that I want to read to you. So bear with me. Um, and if you want to write these down, you can like the references, because I know it's going to be a lot of scripture right at the beginning, but you know, I like to start off with scripture, um, just to make sure that our heads and hearts are in the right place to receive the word of the Lord and to receive, um, what I'm getting ready to say about his word. So the first one is John 15, 18 through 19, and these are all in ESV. Um, just in, just in case you needed to know that. So this one says, if the world hates you, know that it is hated me before it has hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own, but because you are not of this world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Okay. The next one is my favorite verse. actually have it tattooed on my arm, um, is Romans 12 too, And it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The third one is a classic, Psalm 139, 13 through 14. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it full well. All right, Isaiah 64, eight says, but now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. All right, and the last one is a little bit long. um, And I found this last minute when I was just looking through some verses that I thought would be really good to read for you guys. Um, But this one, bear with me, this one's long. It's Romans 6, 6 through 11. And this is what it says. We all know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin we might, that might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin for he who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him for the death. He died. He died to sin once for all but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you must also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. I love that passage so much. So that's going to be kind of our theme for today, um, talking about identity and rejecting earthly expectations and rejecting the idea that your sin has a hold on you. Um, And this is so, just a big issue in Christianity. I feel like, I feel like, Let's see. I feel like this is talked about a lot. And I think it it's not over talked about. I don't think that it ever like will be. Finding your identity in Christ and being dead to sin is never gonna be over talked. But I think it's also kind of talked about in like a negative manner. But I'll get back to that at the end. But I just want you to know that I'm gonna try to do this in a positive way because I think that sometimes we're told to, you know, die to yourself. You know, die to your sin. Don't don't do that bad thing, you know, find your identity in Christ. And it's almost like this pressure, this weird pressure is put on you to be perfect. And that's what I want to try and take away today and let you guys know that, that you're not supposed to be perfect. You're supposed to find your identity in him because he loves you, not because he wants you to be perfect like him. Okay. Anyways. So after that, um, that whole weird, I don't know where that came from, but yeah, we're going to talk more about that at the end. But anyways, so I wrote three things down that I really kind of want to hit on. The first one is that no matter what the world says about you, it's what God says about you that really matters. So the world didn't create you. I mean, he, the world did not create the world in seven days. I mean, that's not possible, right? So God is the one who knit you together in your mother's womb because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Like Psalm 139 said, like we just read. So when you think about it, I mean, it's hard, yes, to get your mind around it, but it's ridiculous when you think, oh no, it's it's going to matter what so-and-so thinks of me because I want them to like me. Yes, that's a natural human thing, but you have to believe, like as a believer, it's not what the world says about you that matters. It's what your creator says about you that matters because he's the one who knows every single part of you and loves every single part of you. So I like to try and give you an example in my life because it seems like that's the episode that you guys like the most. So we're gonna switch over to do something like that every single week. Um and try to try to um just make sure that you know that that the issues that I'm talking about are real world. Like I go through these daily. These are battles for me personally. So I I think that something comes to mind for me whenever I'm talking about the subject of not worrying so much about what other people think of you is I am terrible at this, absolutely terrible. I went through all of high school without believing that I was, you know, unique and worth something because of what other people thought of me. Um, and that's a very real issue. And it's an issue that drives me insane because I understand how it feels to feel like no one cares, so you're not worth anything. And that's totally not true because. Your worth does not come from what other people say. It comes from what the Lord says about you because He's your creator, like I was just saying. So, bullying people because they're weird or they're different than you or different than what society says is normal is not okay. I mean, they are uniquely and fearfully and wonderfully made just like you are. And because they may have a little bit of a different interest in something that you may not understand, doesn't make them any less than you, or it doesn't make you any less than whoever, whoever thinks that you're less than, you know, it's not, it's not about what you like or what you don't like that makes you, you, your intrinsic value does not come from what other people say about you. So this all whole thing just comes with Romans 12 2. So how the Lord is saying, you know, don't conform to what the Lord, what the world, not the Lord, to what the world says about you, because you can test my will and you can test what I say and know and find that it's perfect and good for you. Okay. So the second thing I want to talk about is the fact that your sin, your past, whatever you have done does not, absolutely does not define you. So this is something for me that's been really hard. Um, and, I think that I get caught up a lot of times in, Oh no, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done this. I need to be more perfect. I need to be more, you know, a better Christian because I need to, you know, keep my head on straight. Like everyone else thinks I have it on, you know, and that's just, it's not true. Um, Yes. Don't I mean, don't deliberately sin because that's not right, but you know, you're going to screw up. You're human. You're not God. So, you know, but that sin is redeemable. I mean, that's the the whole point of the gospel is that you're redeemable and that you can be redeemed and that the Lord wants to redeem you. And that's why he sent his son to die. Uh, so your past mistakes and, and what you have done does not make you, you. Once again, it's what the Lord says about you. And what the Lord says is that you're redeemed and you're forgiven and you're fearfully and wonderfully made. So rejecting those earthly expectations to have things all together is super important when you're thinking about how your identity is formed in Christ. Third, you have to know your worth in Christ and not what other people think of you. So your other people's opinions about what you do and what you wear, what you think, those are not what matters to who you are in Christ. What matters to who you are in Christ is what Christ says about you, his child, You're made in His image, and you're fearfully and wonderfully made, and that's what really matters. For me, this looks like years and years and years of practice. I have had a hard time with finding my full value in Christ and not what other people say about me, because I went through high school, and some very specific examples, people made fun of my glasses. Like, they told me I should not wear my glasses because they made me look ugly, and that hurt. And that really hurt. And that took me to a place of like, maybe I shouldn't wear my glasses. Maybe I should just suffer and not be able to see, you know, but it's crazy that what one person can say about you just forms this whole new identity in your head that you think that you have to live up to. And that's so, so sad, but it's so real. And I just want you guys to know that that is not what defines you for me, other people made fun of the fact that I have a food allergy and then I can't eat what normal people eat. And that's ridiculous. I didn't understand it, but it made me feel like an ant. And I found identity in that. And people made fun of my faith and the way that I dressed and every single little nitpicky thing that people can make fun of, they did. But I want you guys to know that you don't have to be defined by that because I spent so long being defined by that, that I got through my head that that was the only thing I was worth was being picked on and unloved. And that's not true. And that's an area that I've seen victory. Like we were talking about last week is my intrinsic value. My value, my identity does not come from what other people say about me or have said about me in the past because I know that I'm fully known and loved by the God of the universe, and that is so so liberating to pursue that instead of just having to feel like you have to pursue perfection. Um, that brings that actually brings to mind a, a quote by uh, Morgan Harper Nichols. If you guys don't know who she is, look her up, she's phenomenal. I think it goes, um, How liberating is it to pursue wholeness instead of perfection? And I love that because wholeness is so much different than perfection, wholeness is your identity in Christ and perfection is what the world wants to see in you. Perfection can be faked, but I mean, by the world's standards, perfection can be faked, but wholeness and finding your whole identity in Christ, that can't be faked because that has to do with a relationship with the Lord. And if you don't have one of those, then that wholeness can't be fully pursued. So after I've given you all three of those points I, I want to go back to the, this gets talked about a lot in Christianity thing. So I think that this gets talked about a lot in Christianity, but it seems to me that it's always like a huge expectation. There's a, like a, like a pressure that's put on people to believe it and move on and just expect people to get it. Like you're a Christian. So you get that your identity is in Christ and that's it. Like you're fine. Right. Right. But that's so not true. I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, I'm speaking from like personal experience. It's hard to not listen to what the world says about you because you're H-U-M-A-N, human. You are human. You're not more than human. You're not God. So you can't fully understand that those opinions don't have a weight in who you are. So... It's, it's the single most thing that goes taught like that is talked about in Christianity, but it's the single most human reaction to believe those lies. So, but I also want, I also want to, you know, tell you guys that it's okay if you don't get this for right now, it's something that's called sanctification and sanctification is hard, very hard. And it's something that's taken me a long time to understand and believe me, I'm still understanding it. And there's some days that I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand what you're doing, God, but I know that you're good. So you you may not fully understand this and you're definitely not fully sanctified, but he's still working on you. Like he's still working on your heart and your mind and showing you every day, how beautiful and how fearfully and wonderfully made you are and how your identity comes from him and from rejecting those earthly expectations and those earthly opinions of you. So I've spent a lot of time believing those lies. And let me tell you, it's toxic It hurts and it, and it's taken me years of healing and praying and other people like speaking truth over me and telling me that my worth doesn't come from what other people believe about me to really break through that. And honestly, you guys, I'm still working on it and it's probably something I'm going to have to work on for the rest of my life. But I want you to know one thing before I close, you can see victory in this area of your life because God is good. And He is bigger, so much bigger than what you find your identity in, in this world. He is going to feel every emotion that you feel. He cares. He's a Father, like I've said before. He's going to fill all of those holes. Every single one of them, there's a God-shaped hole in your heart. Okay? And that, that, truth, that you are saved, redeemable, loved, and absolutely worthy. That is your value. And that right there is your identity. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know that this one was a little bit shorter than normal, but I think that I, well, I hope that this will help you guys out. I'm praying for all of you guys. Thanks for given me so many listens. Let's see if we can reach 100 this week. That would be phenomenal. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. I'll talk to you later. You've been listening to the Broken and Beautiful podcast. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.